Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. Joining us is Robert Ross. There's a lot of people out there trying to impersonate him because he's obviously, I, I realize once you, once you hit on something and people try to copy you, they're not just copying or trying to impersonate busters. They're impersonated people that are actually doing the work. He's known as the TikTok stock guy, and he's here today to tell you what's happening with crypto. Let me welcome back to the show, Mr. Robert Ross. Hey, Hello. thank you so much for having me back, Karen. Yes, yes. Um, I've been watching CNBC, and this 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 guy a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, um, did something in crypto, and it basically told us that this whole marketplace is trashed. <laughs> It's like, tell us the story. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that, that's the long and short of it. But people might remember during the Super Bowl or just on TV in general, there were these crypto commercials with people like Shaquille O'Neal, Tom Brady, Steph Curry, and they were promoting a cryptocurrency exchange called FTX. And then exchange is just a place where people can buy and sell cryptocurrency. And at the time, FTX was the second largest exchange, and it was worth about $36 billion. It was a very big company. But it turns out that uh, the company and the founder were basically a massive fraud uh, with anyone who had their money on the exchange as of last week has been frozen out of their account. And as the, and the company actually officially filed for bankruptcy this morning. This morning. OK, so uh, full disclosure, I had a tiny account at something called Voyager. Something similar happened. And, you know, I had a couple of thousand dollars that I, like, and that's my money. So like, I want it. So every day I'm on there, like, is it open? Is did, did they settle? Can I get a pennies on a dollar? I want my money back. I got, you know, furniture to buy. And, uh, this has happened frequently. We've seen hacking of sites from Robin hood on. And it's, you know, I feel bad because people who invested in crypto, it was almost like they wanted to get rich quick. And there were some, you know, that got rich quick because, you know, it's a Ponzi scheme. The Winklevoss brothers did good, I think. <laughs> well, and, and that's the interesting thing about the FTX situation is that, and I mean, obviously all the individual investors who had money on there have basically had their accounts frozen and who knows when they're going to get their money back. But the world's best investors were duped by FTX as well. All, all the biggest venture capital firms. I mean, people know the Shark Tank guy, Kevin O'Leary. He was duped by FTX as well. And even some Canadian teachers pension funds had invested what? in FTX. And Wait, they, who, all, somebody all those did that. So this was like the Theranos of, of crypto. Exactly. It's actually much, much larger and goes much deeper than Theranos. The, so the um, the guy, he is the acting CEO now of FTX trying to guide them through this bankruptcy. And in the bankruptcy filing this morning, he said that this was worse than Enron. And he would know because he was installed as CEO when Enron collapsed as well to guide them through this bankruptcy. So, yeah, it, it's a pretty horrible situation. So, as, you know, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Good. Go ahead, Don. I just want to back all zoom all the way out, right? Um, what do you see today as the value of crypto, as the risk associated with crypto? If you had a thousand dollars, would you advise middle class people to buy into a cryptocurrency? Just break that down in general, because I, I get very skeptical of when I start to hear the barber telling me about these investments. To me, that feels <laughs> like you no. Know, 
the billionaire class, Brother Michael, who called, he and his peers have already made their paper, right? And I think that's kind of what we see a lot with crypto universities. So just kind of break down big picture, uh, not necessarily what crypto is, but how you see the viability of crypto as an asset class today. And, and so I 100% agree with you. I think that there is a lot of junk in the crypto space. Probably 95% of the projects that came about in the last year will not be around two years from now. And that was the exact same thing we saw during the previous crypto cycle as well. But I don't think that the entire industry is junk. I do think that you know Bit Bitcoin does serve a, a, a purpose as well in that it allows people to become their own bank, basically. Like you... You, you basically remove the middleman and uh, projects like Ethereum as well, which the easiest way to explain that is like, you know, on, on your phone, whether an iPhone or Android, you have the, the Android operating system or iOS. All Ethereum is, is the operating system for crypto where they can build new software on top of it. So there, there is so, some viability in the space. That said, in terms of how much to invest in the space, I, I talked about this in my book as well, Beginner's Guide to High Risk High Reward Investing, is that you want to have, you, you, I think it's a good idea, especially if you're a younger investor like me, I'm 34, to have some exposure to crypto, but but really no more than 5% of your portfolio. Because as you said, it, it's a very high risk asset, very speculative. And you know what? while Bitcoin and Ethereum do seem to have utility, it doesn't mean they won't be usurped by new technology in the future. And as soon as uh, Jamie Dimon, uh, who uh, pled doom and gloom over the economy and then is backtracking now, as soon as Jamie Dimon said crypto is trash and then several years later invested a lot of J.P. Morgan Chase money into it, I was like, oh, this will never be decentralized. Oh, big banks are now getting involved. This The whole notion of being with crypto and I bought one of those cold storage wallets and everything because I'm like, they're not going to get my money. They they're gonna find a way. So you know, it's like the internets. They know where your dollars are, Robert. I I don't know how we avoid banks, big banks, federal banks. And th and that is one of the allures of of cryptocurrency, especially um, and like how you said, using a cold wallet, you really do become your your own bank. And that's one thing I've been telling my audience to do is that if they still have cryptocurrency on exchanges right now, I mean, some are safer than others. I mean. You have ones like Coinbase, which are, you know, audited by U.S. accounting firms. They are subject to U.S. regulations. But still, to, to your point, you can never be too careful. And the, the way to really get around that is to have a cold storage wallet, which you can get one of those for, you know, $50 or so on Amazon. And you just store your Bitcoin, Ethereum and other cryptocurrencies directly on there. And so you're not relying on, on an exchange, which, as we've seen, they can freeze your funds if they run into a liquidity crisis, and then you you might not ever never see your money again. Before Voyager shut down, I was this close to sitting for an hour to figure out how to get the money from there to 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 this this wallet that I bought. But then I was like, well, how do I get the money out of the wallet? Where do I go to cash? <laughs> like it this is what do I go to the bank and say, here, give me cash for this? Like I I was so confused by the whole process that even going through the lengths of the make sure you write down all of the codes and then put it somewhere safe and don't put it on the internet and like it just it just seemed like so much that I just like abandoned ship and and you're not you're not alone in that I mean I think that's one major issue with the cryptocurrency market is that it's I mean not only the terms and jargon that people use are really confusing but actually using the technology 
can be very confusing and it can lead to situations like like we're in right now. I, Robert, I do have a, a one more question. Why why do we talk about crypto and not blockchain as much? Uh, it seems to me that cryptocurrency, as exciting as it may be, is but one use case of this larger notion of blockchain. So break down what blockchain is and can you talk about basically tell me I'm smart by telling me that, yes, blockchain is the much more important concept here than crypto, which is just one of many user cases. Yeah, and you are 100% right. I mean, blockchain is just a technology that underpins cryptocurrency. And I, I know everyone's eyes are going to glaze over when I say this, but but all blockchain is is a revolution in record keeping. Right now, when, it, when you have to store records, corporate records or anything, that they're all centralized. But on a blockchain, you can see every transaction that's happened over, you know, if, for example, with the Bitcoin blockchain, it's the most secure blockchain ever developed. You can see every transaction that's ever happened. Those are, you know, trillions of transactions at this point. And the problem with FTX, though, is that it was actually a centralized exchange. So they actually weren't using blockchain technology. Otherwise, we would have been able to see the, all, all that basically the emperor was wearing no clothes and that they actually didn't have the assets that they were saying they had on their balance sheet. If, if it was all on the blockchain, we would have been able to see it. Mm-hmm. 866-801-8255. Robert Ross, the TikTok stock guy. A lot of people try to impersonate him. We're on a, a, a dumpster fire. Um, I have my own uh, community called Nubia, but on the Twitters is now run by uh, a very horrible, despicable human being, in my opinion, and who has no clue what he's doing, which makes me question everything, including, does he really, is he really smart enough to run Tesla? Mm, we'll see. So where are you? Are you... Um, we've talked about this before because you know I'm a dividend investor, and you follow all of the stocks. The stock market right now is is a to me it is a roller coaster. You know, a couple of days last week was good, and then and we hit snags, and it's back and forth. Is it going to get to thirty seven thousand? I don't know. You know, so how are you moving in this volatility that uh, the stock market is currently, and and are we in a, an official bear market? Yeah, so we're, we're definitely in a bear market at this point, which has mostly been induced by the Federal Reserve. I want to say last time I was on here, they, the Federal Reserve, which is the central bank in the U.S., had just started to raise interest rates. And what that means in the, the simplest terms for people out there is when the Federal Reserve raises the interest rate, it's like the benchmark. So mortgage rates go up, your auto loan rate goes up, everything goes up in an effort to try and slow the economy. And they're still raising interest rates today. And as long as they're doing that, the bear market in stocks will probably continue because it makes it more expensive for companies to not only run their businesses, but to you know borrow money to pay people to invest in their businesses, which lowers the value of stocks overall. While that said though, they are probably near the end of this cycle but the problem is, is that we might get a second bear market type situation here because of these higher interest rates and the recession we're falling into, because the the earnings for these companies are probably going to fall if we enter a recession as well. So I actually think the stock market does have more downside here. But mm. that said, for especially for dividend investors, which your, your portfolio has probably held up pretty well this year, Karen. Yes, since, since... yes it has. It has. I'm not even going to front. It has. And what's also been special is because I reinvest my dividends because I'm not ready to retire yet. 
man, have I picked up some nice, you know, things just, you know, the, the, that compound effect that we all talk about, but most of us don't have the patience to sit in it, to see it to fruition is actually I've now turned a corner and I'm like, this is what that looks like. Oh, I see how people can just sit back and then the money just, I see how Mackenzie Scott's having a hard time spending all her money. <laughs> it's like at <laughs> some point, not that it's anywhere near uh, the brother that called up for me, but you know, Don right. Calloway, it's, it, it, I can see the, the validity of it, which I couldn't see maybe 10 years ago. So I'm in it now and it, it feels good for you at 34, you know, and I, captured i also want to say the bonds the uh treasury bonds the interest rate plummeted um in october i got just on the, the tail end of that that nine ten percent so i was able i was like let me get to the max so i did one big chunk and then i canceled all because i do every month so i canceled all of the rest for november december to get in that last little bit of that high interest rate forever um what would you recommend what are you looking at right now so it really depends on everybody's, you know, their age, their risk profile. So I, I, there's not really a one size fits all, but I do think that there are a lot of opportunities in the bond market right now, like you were saying, because for years in the bull market we just had, bond bond yields were almost at zero percent. So you would you would almost lose money to inflation just by buying bonds. So a lot of that money would flow into things like stocks or or cryptocurrencies as investors were trying to chase yield. But now you can get what four and a half percent on a on a three three year two year treasury bond, as opposed to potentially risking your money in the stock market. So I think there's and people can buy bonds, uh, U.S. government bonds, directly on a website called Treasury Direct. It's operated by the government, um, and you can buy you know those four percent yields right now. And with inflation falling, because um, for a while you know if inflation's at eight percent and you have a four percent bond, you're basically going to lose four percent. But with inflation finally falling, I think there's a lot of opportunities uh, in the bond market, in addition to stocks, too, especially if you have a long term time horizon. Because me, me personally, I, I am buying some bonds, but I also am buying some stocks here um, since valuations have come down so significantly. What are you buying? And this is for um, entertainment purposes. He's not telling you what to do. He's not a financial advisor. I just wanted to say that Robert Ross is here. TikTok stock guys. What yeah. what what are you looking at? Because I sold yeah. 3M because of uh, the lawsuits, and I didn't realize I'm like that's going to be problematic. So I'm like, uh, and I want to divest myself from. And I'm being like culturally responsive, you know, I'm responsible. Like I don't want to invest in anything, even if it's can make, can make me a lot of money. That it's not lining up with my my personal morality. So um, I'm doing that. But what do you, what are you looking at? So I have one that I think that everybody can get on board with. I've been buying it myself. And again, this is just what I'm doing with my own portfolio. Check with your financial advisor before many, making any financial decisions. But one that one of my favorite stocks right now, I talked about it on my YouTube show yesterday, is Waste Management, which is just the, the company that comes around and it picks up your trash every day. But the great thing about that company is that these landfills that they have, they actually, there are 100-year leases on those. So for one... They're really hard to secure, but once you have them, it kind of crowds out competition. But and also since the tra the trash game, as I call it, is 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 non cyclical, people are going to have their trash delivered no matter what's going on. You usually don't even have a choice as to who who comes pick up your trash. Uh, their their earnings are very consistent, and they can raise prices pretty easily too. They raised prices uh, in their last earnings call. Um, because of inflation and didn't see any drop up in demand. So I, I'm liking waste management a lot here. 
Okay. And since you said it, I probably won't because then the price will be driven up. It's already up a dollar today, but it is a dividend stock and that's 65 cent. But is it worth it to spend $159 to get 65 cent a quarter from me because of that? I'm out. Okay. <laughs> Don, 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 what, what do you, are you a stock, are you a stock person or do you have your money in like one of those big investment places where you have somebody yeah. managing that? So I'm 43 now, so I'm taking a little bit more risk because you have your, you know, a certain amount padded away. So I just started a venture capital fund. So I'm investing in a lot what? of the smaller, yeah, yeah, smaller uh, impact investment funds. So investing in smaller early stage startups. Uh, as you all know, everybody runs a startup. Uh, and listen, I believe in demystifying. So I want everybody to know it, you know, it's just as easy for you and I as it is for, you know, Andreessen Horowitz or BlackRock or whomever. However, you got to do the due diligence because you, everybody has their cousin or their church member startup that they want to invest in. But you've got to uh, make due diligence a real portion of your operations to look under the hood. I mean, we're talking about FTX, right? Due diligence probably would have gotten to a lot of that. And frankly, due diligence is an ongoing thing where you want to invest in such that you have some visibility and transparency into the ongoing operations so you can understand when something like an FTX debacle is about to happen. Uh, and so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of into the startup thing right now, but I do think that around age 30, it's time to stop listening to the stock tip of the day. And it's time to start looking into who's paying seriously quarterly dividends while experiencing that uh, that normal steady growth as well. And there's a lot of good dividend stocks out there um, and really companies that you've never really heard of. Uh, I did well with a great dividend over the last several years with Ford. Uh, Ford is always going to do well. Ford is a leader in the uh, electric vehicle market, which means that they're also participatory downstream in the supply chain of the things that come with electric vehicles like batteries and charging stations mm -hmm. and things like that. And so look at a company, a big company who existed 100 years ago. So, you know, they ain't going nowhere more than likely uh, who has a strong dividend. So they're paying you just to have shares of their stock and companies who are large enough that they have tentacles in the entire universe of things that surround their activity. So that's kind of my philosophy and very, I'm, I'm no Robert Ross, but that's no, kind of where I, I mean, am. What, what do you think? Cause I actually did Ford when the president of the United States got in one and drove around. I was like, how much in the stock? I think it was like $10. I was like, I could afford $10 and it's a dividend. And it pays a dividend. Okay. Now it is paying, you know, let me see what this dividend is before I, before I talk to the four, 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 three, four point three five three one percent That's pretty good. Right. So I, I looked at it. I did a dollar cost analysis in my head. I was like $10. Now it's up to $13 that I paid for the stock with the dividends that it yields. That's a much better buy for me than WM, which is your waste management. But what are your thoughts since you are the expert, Robert Ross? So, so I don't own Ford. I know I know they're having a great year though. But 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 to your point about you know investing in you know companies that have been around for a hundred years and that have a, a lot of exposure to different industries, I think the best place for people to start investing is just to buy an S&P 500 index fund like like SPY or VOO. And for for people who don't know out there. All that does is it tracks the S&P 500, which is the 500 large, biggest and baddest stocks in the country, basically. Mm. So the, the biggest weightings are Apple, Microsoft, Amazon. Mm. Um, and But they there's 500 different companies that get rebalanced periodically. 
Um, so, so that's, you're that's EFT, really the best place you're, to start. Was it ETF? So you're an ETF uh, fan. So all of those VYM, VTI, all of those SPHD, all you you like all of those stocks. So it, it depends on the ETF, but I think because different ETFs do different things. Like there are dividend only ETFs. There's there's also really high risk ETFs, which I would not recommend for new investors. Right. But a great place to start is just index fund ETFs. And two tickers for that. One is SPY and the other one is BOO. And they both track the S&P 500. All right. Let's take a couple of calls. Robert Ross, the TikTok stock guy is here. Let's go to Monique in Philly. Hi. Hi, Monique. Hi. Hi. You're on. You're Karen. on. Yes. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry. I had my TV on in the background. Okay, no I want to say I've invested in Bitcoin. I found a black-owned hedge fund company that gives weekly return on investment. They've been averaging 3% a week for the last three years. I'm amazed. I put my money in in April, and my money doubled in five months. Okay. So there are Is it a lot of money? Did you put a lot of money in or a little bit of money? Just put a couple of thousand because I wasn't sure about the platform. A family okay. member told me about it. I put a couple thousand in. It doubled. I started telling people about it. So there, there are legitimate companies out there. Um, we are using Coinbase to transfer the money, but you can go directly. They have their own MetaTrader 5 uh, platform. All right. And they well, teach you how to trade. Free, I like I like all of that. Company. I like the teaching part. I'm not going to pr- promote them because I'm not sure. But um, if it works for you and it's working for you, but call us back in a year, Monique. I want to see how this lands a year from now. But thank you for your call. Let's head over to Pittsburgh. We're going to stay in Pennsylvania, I guess. Margot, welcome. Hi. Hi, Hi. Karen. Hi. How are you today and Good. all the uh, distinguished guests that you have so I got a bit of a horror story. So in the summer of 2020, I convinced my cousins to start a family investment club because uh, I felt like it was a great time to do that. It's really based on all the insight that I get from you, Karen, and the guests that you have on your show. So we started this in the name of our grandmother called the Hit Club. We had our gurus in every area, life insurance, retirement, startups. We did a real family susu where we gave money and uh, to each of the family members over a year period, everybody, you know, was like doing well, but we invested. I'm sure uh, the TikTok stock guy knows about this. We invested in a company called MTI. And all you have to know is it was a South African-based company. We were getting like 10% back. It was crazy. Millionaire investors from all over the world, people making money hand and fist, one day our accounts were frozen, and he disappeared off the face of his, off the face mm. of the earth. And we've been in litigation ever since since 2020. Oh. That's all you got to know. December of 2020. Oh, Major bless. horror story. And my yeah. one cousin put in like ten thousand dollars. Jesus, Margo. Uh, if it's too good so, to be true, it usually is. Robert, is that your advice? That's go. exactly what I was going to say. I mean, you want to be very wary, especially when people are promising consistent returns like that. There's oftentimes some some funny business going on behind the scenes. So I, I, I would be very wary of any claims like that because, I mean, I, I hear stories like this from my audience all the time. And, you know, I, that's why I, I try and, you know, you can take speculative bets, but you just want to make it a small part of your portfolio so that you don't set yourself back. Yeah, I, you know. I believe in demystifying all this stuff. Think about this. You know people that work for Ford. You know people that work for Coca-Cola. They get paid every two weeks. 
Uh, you see them products on the shelves. There's really no need to go find something exotic in South Africa where you don't know those executives, you don't know those people, right? You can do very well by investing in safe growth opportunities from companies that are accessible to you where these real people participate and live in your community. So uh, it just really, if, if it sounds too good to be true, it is. And one of the early tests is, what is the connection of this company to my daily lived experience? Amen. Amen. Robert, will you come back? Robert Ross? A anytime you want to have me, Karen. I'm happy to come on. All right. And I'm happy to slay all of the impersonators out there on your behalf. Robert Ross, TikTok stock guy. Thank you for, for coming in this Drive Thursday. Appreciate you. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.